Tasty and easy to make man meals you can eat all week. Uh, today, it's the very manly review of last week's recipes, stuffed spaghetti squash, and the other optional recipe, the no-bake chewy granola bars. Uh, then we'll also have a recipe for next week as well. And uh, by the way, uh, hit the kitchen with us and share your story and photos at facebook.com slash who cares men's health. These recipes are there. You can find links to them. Get in the kitchen, see what you think, see if you like them, see what we can do to improve them. Uh, that would be awesome. I'm Scott Singpill from thescoperadio.com. I'm learning I kind of enjoy making food. So that's cool. Um, here's today's crew. We got co-host Dr. Troy Madsen. He's the MD to my BS. That's right. And uh, the guy my wife told me that he should talk more on the podcast. It's producer Mitch in the mix. <laughs> I mean, yes, just keep talking, Mitch. Just keep talking. Uh, uh, all right. All right. And, uh, and both of our guests today are from the Department of Nutrition and Integrative Physiology at University of Utah's College of Health. We've got kitchen daredevil Thunder Jalili. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And uh, the person who has the hardest job on the show teaching the rest of us how to cook, it's registered dietitian and culinary coach, Teresa D. Hello, hello. You have just a cool last name now. It's just an initial. It's not even your whole name. That's how you know you've made it. Though I did just read an article, too, about cooking therapists, and I think I should be a cooking therapist. Mm. I think that would work with this group. Does this mean you are therapy for those who do not know how to cook or use cooking to provide therapy for other things? I think it could go both ways, but mostly anxiety in the kitchen. Oh, I I, I sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Since you brought that up, Teresa, I'm gonna. I I hope you don't mind me starting this out with an analogy. My (laughs) wife once invited me to a Zumba class. And I went to the Zumba class. I, I, I can just picture it. Now. I had okay. never been to a Zumba class before. We were on the back row, but there was a mirror on the front so people could see other people. At the end of the class, when it was over, my wife asked me, were you making fun of the class or were you actually trying? And I will say that is how I felt last week talking about my experience at the kitchen. I'm like, everyone here knows what they're doing. I am clueless. And that's how I felt in the Zumba class. I did not go back to Zumba after that. I have come back here, yes. so I'm I'm still with you. I came Win. back for my second Zumba class. I'm still here. All well, right. Well, yeah. I think you're going to find though, Troy. The more you do this, the better it's going to feel. I think you. I think you're. You are. Oh, yeah. So no, yeah. I, I will say that's the case already. Yeah. It couldn't get worse. It could not get worse. Technically, this whole parchment paper thing. As I'm putting this in the oven, I'm like, is this going to catch on fire? Is this going to be the next episode about my oven fire? So it could get worse, but it didn't. Oh, that's great. Thunder's always there for some support, kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly backhanded right. I, I support in, in a way. Yeah. 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 All right. So. Thanks, Let's go ahead and uh, we'll start with a review of the stuffed spaghetti squash. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Mitch. Any thoughts on that? Uh, did you like it? I did. And I think the thing that I was the most surprised about was just how much food it actually made. I mean, the spaghetti squash looks small, but when you start to scoop things up and fill it up, it just, I think we ended up getting almost six meals out of the recipe. Wow. You know, it's cool too, because the spaghetti squash, I mean, you, you, you can, you, you can scrape that thing to the, to the mm-hmm. shell. You can use every little bit in there. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Troy, how'd it go for you? I, it was great. I am now a fan of spaghetti squash. And this was, again, Push me a little bit. I had to find someone in the store and ask them, what is a spaghetti squash? Yes. I did. No, I had to. And is, is it in the pasta section? <laughs> next to the pasta. Like, and so this nice lady in the store then, you know, who 
works there, of course. And then she had a couple of smaller ones. She's like, oh, let me go get you a good one. So she went to the back room and brought a nice big spaghetti squash out for me. Aww. And it's cool. Wow. This is cool. Wonderful. Like it's fun to eat. Yeah. It was special treatment. I enjoyed there, it. I like yeah. Yeah. Troy, did you find the olive bar? I did. Our <laughs> olive bar, though, it's still not like an open olive bar. They have an olive bar with everything packaged, so they don't have it all exposed. But I did find the olive bar. I'll tell you the way this happened, if you're interested. Uh, I went to the store for something else. And then I said to myself, I am really overthinking this cooking stuff. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> And so I tried to pull up the recipe on my phone and I couldn't get a connection in the store. And I'm like, I remember what to get. And I remember on Thunder talking about the olive bar. So I went there, I found olives. They did not have sun-dried tomatoes, but I remember that. I found that. I remember the spaghetti squash. So I'm like, hey, I can do this. And so I found most of the stuff. Just remember what we talked about. I tried not to overthink it and got everything together. And it was much less stressful. It's like, I can, you know, I can do this. I got the nice spaghetti squash. It was not the cheap stuff. It was in a glass bottle. And uh, so it the was spaghetti kind of, squash was in a glass sauce. bottle. I wish <laughs> the spaghetti sauce. squash spaghetti was in a sauce. glass bottle. I just gave it away. <laughs> no, the spaghetti sauce was in a got glass it, got bottle. It. Got it, sorry. Uh, yeah. So it was, I think in multiple levels, you know, I was just like, I'm just going to do this. Like I'm, I'm overthinking it. And it, it, overall, it was a good experience in that sense of just not stressing about it. Just like, hey, I can do this. I remember what I need. I can make this happen and found the stuff and it, it all worked out. That's hey, great. Teresa, I think you you teach a lot of cooking class to people, probably at all levels. I think what Troy's discovering is you just it's really kind of hard to screw things up in the kitchen. Yeah. And it's we can try and take a step back. Right. And and a lot of this is kind of this analysis paralysis, right? We're trying to overthink it. We're trying to be that um, food network chef, that Instagram, <laughs> you know, influencer or what have you. And, and we really just need to, you know, especially when we're starting out, you need to take that step back and, and kind of remember those basics. And if we think about some of the the basics that these recipes have introduced us to, sauteing, chopping things, roasting, um, buying pre-prepared, and then adding a bunch of fresh stuff to it. Uh, it can be it can be a lot easier than what we're kind of holding ourselves to these unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And even if it doesn't turn out, it's still good. Like I, I kind of had a little botch story I'll tell here today, but it still turned out good. So. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and at least you know that, okay, most of the time, well, I know that it may not be amazing. It may not be, you know, a, a Michelin restaurant caliber, <laughs> but all of the ingredients were good. I followed food safety. It's cooked through, right? I don't have raw beef in here or something of the sort. And and it's it's not going to it's probably going to taste better the next time I make it. So, learning experience. The um spaghetti squash. So, I've I've got just a few questions here and then if anybody else has any questions or comments that they want to dive a little more deeply into. Um and Teresa, these are just rapid fire, okay? So how does spaghetti squash freeze? It seems like it's really full of a lot of water. Is it going to not be good if I freeze this? No, don't freeze it. Okay. Awful. So this is one of those ones you've yeah. got to kind of eat. Okay. Do it fresh. Um, when you the can recipe save says, the squash, right? Like you could save okay. it um, and not prepare it until earlier or think about your different yeah, steps, yeah, yeah. but don't make this dish and then put it in the freezer. Okay. Uh, and then and when a recipe says two cups of spinach chopped, does that mean I take two cups of pre-chopped spinach and then chop that? Or am I supposed to chop up the spinach until I get two chopped cups? I love this. This is so what I was going to talk about during this episode. Um, because in the recipe that we're going to make, it 
it has some of this um, recipe jargon that is is helpful to know. It's not the end of the world again. It's still going to taste really good if you mix it up, but it makes a little bit of a difference in the taste and quality. So, um, for example, the the recipe today will call for one cup parsley, comma chopped. Or if the recipe were to say one cup chopped parsley. So it's a matter of when you measure it. So if it says one cup of parsley, comma, chopped, then you start with one cup of loose leaves and chop that up. But if it's saying one cup of chopped parsley, uh, then you want to chop until you fill up a cup, got a full cup of parsley. When do you learn that? Like in your life? Like, is it just right now? Like, right now. Right okay. now is when you learn it, Mitch. Because I've cooked for a long time in my life and I'm just like, wait, what? Right. It's just it's just like algebra. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. What do you do first? Right. Okay. Is yeah, it parentheses? Is it addition or multiplication? That's all. Yep. So, yeah, all right. there you go. Yes. So in the squash recipe, it's two cups, baby spinach, comma, chopped. So I take two cups of whole leaves and then chop those up. Correct. All right. Yeah, we're rocking and but, rolling now. Right? Like you would just have a little extra spinach. It probably won't equate to all that much extra. Um, but in some things like parsley or herbs that really chop down fine, it would make a strong difference. It would make a flavor difference, but spinach right. is just kind of so, eh. It was, um, it was a really tasty recipe. I got a ton of leftovers. I looked up how much, uh, how many calories and carbs uh, spaghetti squash has. Literally none. I think like one cup is one <laughs> yeah. cup right? is nine grabs of carbohydrate and one and a half of that is um, fiber. So, um, you know, like the beans in there have more carbohydrates than the spaghetti squash. So, it was really, really filling, really, really good. And I ate a cold today for my leftover, and it was great cold. So I was just going to yeah. ask, how did you guys think about repurposing it? Or did you just eat it as was for leftovers? I ate it for leftovers. I heated it up in the microwave last night. And it's funny. I just left the whole, I didn't like scrape it all out. I just left the quarter spaghetti squash there. So I've got a couple of those in the fridge. But uh, I heated it up. It you know, the outside of the spaghetti squash really heated up. Like when I touched it, it was really hot and the inside of it wasn't super warm, but it, it was, it was still good though. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I will ask something that Mitch wanted me to ask, but was too oh, embarrassed no. to ask. <laughs> <laughs> does, uh, does spaghetti squash give you gas? <laughs> oh, um, it's, a, it's a legitimate question. This was I, 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 <laughs> Mitch, Mitch yeah, there's anyone else that might have right? experienced a little bit of, of indige or upset. <laughs> I would say no, but it's always possible because there's lots of you know. Do you have issues with other carbohydrates? Not typically, no. Okay, no. So. maybe um, it was just a bigger fiber load than you're used to eating at one time, Mitch. That could have been it. Sure. Right. Because those beans, you know, the spaghetti squash has fiber, but those beans also have a lot of fiber yes. in them. Yes, they do. It's true. I'll admit to I, 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 I kind of put Mitch on the spot, but I, I did feel <laughs> a little bit of stomach unsettling maybe two or three hours afterwards as well. So I, you know, I wondered if maybe there's, you know, just a lot of fiber content in there, but it sounds like there probably is. That would be so. my guess is the fiber piece, because if you think yeah. about like the sun-dried tomatoes are really mm. uh, condensed right? From Ooh, a fresh that's tomato. That's what did it. The olives, yeah. similar kind of thing. Um, the beans, the spaghetti squash, certainly. 
um, the yes. the greens, depending on how much spinach you put in. It's certainly it's certainly high on on the fiber content from what we're you know your typical roller food. I have to every fine. week. I got to bring it in. Man. That's fine. That so, but that, that it's not like anything's wrong. It's just no. your butt. You just no. fiber's good for you. Yep. Yeah. And as you get used you. to higher fiber content in your meals, that should decrease. Okay. You're kind of training yeah. your gut. I guess one of the things that I was kind of wondering was it seemed like I had a bit of sticker shock as I was scanning one jar after another. It just seemed like it was a bit pricier than I was used to. Very valid. Um, And this is where uh, looking at where and how we buy our items and then reusing them. So this is sometimes challenging when we're trying a recipe for the first time and we don't know if we're going to like it. So if you were buying jars of these items. Um, It's quite possible that you had some left in that jar. You didn't use the entire jar. Um, And this is where maybe some of those grocery stores that have an olive bar where you can just purchase the amount that you need for the recipe. So if you only needed a half a cup, that's all you have to buy instead of, you know, needing to to buy the, the one to two cups worth that's in the jar. Um, Looking at other store options as well. Um, So like Trader Joe's does some of these items less expensive. Those kinds of things um, are a great way to look at some of these alternatives. Um, So certainly it's, it's, it's a valid a uh, valid question, valid concern uh, with this particular recipe. I would also argue, though, at the same time, when you think about the quantity that it made, um, if it, you know, it gave Troy six meals worth for for one or two, that's that's a significant amount of food that mm-hmm. it made. So, kind of pricing it out per meal, um, hopefully, would be you know considerably less. Yes, at that initial purchase uh, can sometimes be be a bit of a shock. And I will say, I priced mine out because I'm I'm curious about this too. I priced mine out about twenty dollars uh, for everything. And um, <clears throat> admittedly, I did forget to get the artichoke hearts. Uh, I probably. I would have liked to have had those. And I didn't remember until I got home. I was like, oh, artichoke hearts. So that probably would add on like another five bucks. But but you're right. I think if you look at, yeah, 20 bucks and you spread it over four or five meals, it's it's not crazy high. Uh, but it seems like there are variations you could do on that. Like maybe, you know, maybe you don't do the sun-dried tomatoes and maybe you just do the olives or, or something, oh, you know. Because sun-dried I found, tomatoes are the best part. Okay. Or if you didn't like You're the right. Olives, they are the best part. Right? Or, maybe you or don't do the olives. canned olives, <laughs> right? Yeah, you could do a olives. canned olives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Artichokes, there's a froze, there are frozen artichokes and those are fantastic as well. Um, so there's, Troy's exactly right there. You could certainly modify this and make it a little bit uh, less expensive of an initial of an initial punch. You're right, Thunder. I would not, you're, I, that was my mistake. I would not remove <laughs> the sun-dried tomatoes. Those were amazing. So <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> Maybe you're the a to the tomatoes now. Yeah, big fan, big fan. All right, let's move on to the granola bars, the official title. Um, what was this? No-bake, chewy granola bars. All right, yeah. How did that go for you guys? Let's start with Troy. I did not make it to, to recipe number two, unfortunately. I got to tell you, it was pretty easy. So if you want to try it at some point, it doesn't take that long and it's pretty simple. How about you, Thunder? Like to, did, you, yeah. did you do did you do the granola bars? Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, I 
I, like the good parent I am, I delegated and had my daughter do it. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> That's not the point. The point is us makeup. <laughs> well, well, I was I was in the kitchen at the time in a supervisory capacity. <laughs> and what were you drinking, Love Thunder? <laughs> um, <laughs> but we 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 had uh we had one modification. Um, we didn't do the brown sugar, so um, I think it actually turned out really really good. Uh, and we used kind of a special kind of chocolate chip uh, that my wife found that I guess are, are some sort of baking chocolate chip, but that ended up being one of the good parts of the recipe. So bottom line is I think it was a bit more crumbly because we didn't add the brown sugar, but I thought they tasted great. And as long as we ate them chilled, they were, they were fantastic. I got to say Mitch's picture of his looked like it was straight out of a food magazine um, compared to how mine turned out. Mitch, uh, talk, talk to us about the granola bars. I find these suspiciously delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the question I have, because I don't have it readily available, we ended up swapping. Uh, we did some Kashi Go rather than um, puffed rice to make it a little more uh, protein rich. What is the caloric density of these things? Because I've been having them as I've had some I've had to run up to the, the hospital time or two. I've been grabbing them just as a quick lunch. They are so ta- they are so tasty, though. Yeah. I'm just concerned. I'm very concerned. And, and especially with putting in the, the Kashi Go. Uh-huh. It's it certainly upped it from what it what it was. So if you okay. just made one batch um, and cut it into the, I believe, nine servings mm-hmm. that it was allotted for which which was would be a fairly good size bar yeah. they're about 300 calories okay okay that's not that's like a meal replacement okay so then with the kashi go i'd probably add another probably if you did that fully instead of the the puffed rice it's probably another 25 to 50 gram or uh mm-hmm. calories so you're it's a very dense snack Yes. Um, Mitch, did you cut them into uh, like, like, did you actually make nine bars or did you cut them into smaller bars? I cut them into nine and okay. um, I just, I get, <laughs> I get into, okay. So here's and the, yeah, so you control control on one, this one. one well, big bar. There's the pro, so one of the things I think I've, I run into a lot with my own nutrition is I just, I get into that like health food blindness, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, these are healthy. Like Teresa told me I could eat as many carbs as I wanted. And then I have like two of these and then it's like, Oh, Oh no. I don't think she said you could eat as many carbs as you wanted. (laughs) I think she said you could eat the rice, but I don't believe she. All right. (laughs) Well, one thing to think about is, you know, we actually made them into smaller um, pieces when, when Mm -hmm. we did them, they're kind of like bite-sized pieces. So maybe like uh, about an inch or inch and a half or something. And I would also, if you're if you're thinking about using it as having it as a snack, um, but realizing that you're eating a lot of them, certainly you know think about how many you portion and take with you. Another thing to think about is that I have something else alongside it, so maybe I have um, a. Uh, a low like fat plain bike? yogurt, <laughs> an exercise bike. <laughs> Hopefully, you're walking around work. Um, uh, nor like an <laughs> apple, something something yes. fresh along with I, it. Mm-hmm. I have been having an apple with a full size bar, so I need to reevaluate my life. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't there's, know. All right, good to know. Wrong with a full size. <laughs> nothing wrong with a full size bar in the uh-huh. right circumstance, but I think if you're just like popping them as a snack, it's it's probably a bit much as a snack. So, you know, maybe like a, 
half a bar, a third of a bar or something. Okay. I'm totally, I'm treating it as a dessert, really. Just yeah. a little something yeah. afterwards. And um, mine didn't come out in bar form. I think where I made the mistake was I put the, the liquid part in the microwave. It came out bubbly and hot. And then I think I waited a little too long and it hardened up. So it didn't mm. mix very well. So I, I would, I need to work on my kitchen technique, but they were good. This is a, one of those cases, Troy, where it didn't come out like it wouldn't be something I'd want to take to a party because they look terrible, but they taste great. <laughs> um, good. Nice. You know, so even though it was a little bit of a failure, it was not a failure because they are absolutely delicious. And I could even see maybe taking these and putting these in the bottom of a bowl, just a, a few of the crumbles because mine really crumbled up and put a little ice cream on top of them. That would be like a good little dessert. I was uh, thinking other, yogurt, but yeah, ice cream oh, works yogurt's too. Yogurt's even better. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> because then you get the protein in the yogurt and the fat in yogurt to help slow down that the the the, the sweetness in the granola bars. That's brilliant. Yeah. All right, on to next week's recipe. It looks really, really good. It looks uh, light and summery. I can't wait to learn more about it. Uh, Teresa, what are we making next week? Zesty lentil salad. What do you think, guys? Zesty I'm, lentil salad. I'm already intrigued. That's great. I like all, all right. three of those words. Nothing yeah. from you Mitch. Like Mitch, Mitch, hold on <laughs> to me. Like hold on, Mitch. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. All right, because like it's a salad. Okay. However, I don't want you to cringe too much because it's it's not a salad in the sense that uh, lettuce and iceberg is your base. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I uh, so Very so much. hold with me. It's kind of a warm salad. Um, and I, I use salad a bit loosely because we're essentially just kind of mixing things together. You know, like you would say a fruit salad, right? Well, there's no lettuce in there, but uh, we still call it a salad. So we're just we're mixing things together in this in a giant bowl. Uh, so yeah, this one also, we had talked, uh, what I believe the first week about kind of wants or goals or desires of this class and something that, or of this, this conversation was talking about lentils. And so here is an awesome lentil recipe for you guys to try and talk about having leftovers. This one's going to give you leftovers. Um, so this is going to be a great combination of lentils and bulgur uh, and some nice uh, fresh veggies, as well as a, a homemade dressing that you'll put on the top. So you just said a word there I've never heard before. What was that? Bulgar. 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 Yeah, it so, sounds like somebody that was in He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Or... <laughs> Who's Bulgar? Who's Bulgar? Bulgar. Where do I find him? <laughs> right. Bulgar smash. <laughs> exactly. What is well, that? it How is wheat. So it's wheat. It comes okay. from wheat. Um, and it is considered a whole grain, less processed um, than if you were to say have wheat pasta or wheat um, bread or something of that sort. Um, but you can find quick cooking bulgar and it'll cook up in about 10 minutes. Uh, it's a two to one ratio similar to rice, two cups of water to one cup of bulgar. Um, and it's, it's a really great addition to kind of your grain repertoire. A lot of people think about uh, quinoa or rice or couscous. I kind of put bulgar, bulgar in there as well. It kind it has a nice nutty, roasty flavor to it uh, without adding a whole lot. Hmm. Where does one find bulgar? 
You'll find it with your with the other grains. So Bob's Red Mill makes a really great one. Um, so if you're in either the baking aisle or in um, sometimes the Italian pasta aisle where maybe they have um, cornmeal or polenta or packaged quinoa, things of that sort, it should be there. It can sometimes be in the cereals, though, too. Hmm. I so. was going to mention, don't give Troy any hints. It'd be more entertaining to watch <laughs> him try to find it. See, I've but learned my lesson. I have learned my lesson. Mentioned, I don't think he could find any way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you this know, could be, this mind... could be one that you find <laughs> that produce lady, you know, yeah, and say, I need hey. to find that nice lady again. Right. <laughs> um, or look at your store yeah. app. If you're if you're at a store that does have an app function, uh, this would be a great thing because you can put in Bulgar and it'll tell you exactly where in the grocery store it's located. Hmm. Intrigued. I um, bought the ingredients for this while I was buying the ingredients for the spaghetti squash thing, and I had a hard time finding the Bulgar. Um, oh. One store I went to, I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, the other store, hmm. I found it in there, like not the health food aisle, but the natural foods aisle is where I ended up finding it. And Troy, look like, like Teresa said, look for the Bob's Mill brand and you're going to look around other uh, like quinoa and that sort of thing. So it it could be in two or three different places, just depending on your grocery store. Sounds like an adventure. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So Teresa, are there any any alternatives? Let me ask you that first. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You could, you could do, you could do rice. Um, I would more so suggest something like quinoa or couscous. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking couscous would be a good yeah. alternative. Or if okay, you really good. want to go out, millet would be. Go, but go that'd my, be probably just millet. as hard for you to find as Bulgar. But you know. so, like, no, you're not milling milk. anything, Troy. Millet <laughs> is a <laughs> thing you buy. Oh. You're not going to go down to the to the to the creek where the mill is with the big mill <laughs> I, wheel. I swear you said millet, <laughs> but now I understand what you're saying. I get it. I, get it. I thought you were just you know just seeing how far I was going to go with this, but uh, I get it. <laughs> so is this going to be a main course then, or is this a side, or what's your recommendation on that, Teresa? It's both. Like you'll see on the recipe, I have that it makes six main courses or entrees and 10 sides. So this is a really great one that you can really uh, multi-purpose it. So it's great the, the first night that you make it. Maybe eat it warm if that works with your timing because it's really yummy, warm. But then for lunch the next day, it's awesome cold as well. Or putting it into a pita and having um, more of a sandwich type or a wrap or something like that would be really great too. And if you're using it as a side, what would be a good type of food to eat with this then? Oh, uh, I would do... Grilled chicken. I could do okay. uh, some sockeye salmon. Um, you know, it's summertime, so throw something out on the grill. That would be really awesome with it for sure. Um, Thunder's sauteed tofu would be a good topper. Uh, it's nice and zesty and kind of Mediterranean, Eastern, Middle Eastern, and so. You know, you could think about any of those um, kind of poultries, kind of lighter poultry or fish would be really great. Uh, Let's go around the room here. Troy, let's start with you because you have the most questions normally. So maybe we'll get everybody else's questions. Do you have any questions, any concerns? You got the recipe there? I think I'm ready to try it. Yeah. Do you know what an English cucumber is? 
Uh, I will probably find an American cucumber, but uh, <laughs> do you know how to tell the difference between English cucumbers and American cucumbers? Is it the uh, accent? Well, yeah, you, you go, you go, hello, the, governor. Uh, and if it goes, hello, how are you? Yes, that will be mighty, me mighty to cheeky the today, aren't you, Dr. Madsen? Yeah. Then it's, uh, it's an English cucumber. It's wearing a top hat. I'll purchase it. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to look for? If it's wrapped in plastic. Oh, okay. long and wrapped in plastic. It's an English cucumber most okay. of the time. Okay, all right. They tend to they tend to have fewer seeds. They have a lower water content, uh, and so they work really well for something like this. If you were using a traditional cucumber, say that you were harvesting out of your garden, maybe, um, or the your kind of typical American cucumber, um, those tend from the grocery store, they tend to be really waxy. So I would suggest peeling it as well as scraping out uh, a lot of the seeds in the middle, or it's going to make the salad really watery. Find that produce lady. I will find the lady. She's yeah. got to find her. Or gentlemen, so, there's plenty of good produce yeah, men as well. I'm sure there are. Yeah. <laughs> So, so my question about this recipe, so when I was looking at it, it looks like it's going to create a massive volume of food. And um, I'm pretty sure I can't freeze it. Uh, would it be okay to cut everything in half? And could I still mix everything? Yes, certainly. This one uh, fairly easily could go in half. Yes. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, Mitch? Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I have suspicions also about lentils, but we'll see how this comes together. But Troy, the, the thing that I've been doing lately is that I've just been doing the pickup, the grocery pickup. So I don't even need to hunt in the store to find things. Oh, you just put everything on there and someone finds it for you. Yes. That's her name cheating. is her is name cheating. is her name is Mary. It's been every Wednesday for the last month. I know her. We chit chat. It's great. So she's like, oh, nice. you're getting something different this week. And I'm like, yes, I am. So you I should will share send... the recipes with her. I might have to, yeah, but that's just it. So that's how I've been skipping like the where on earth is this item in the store. So that's, that's a really my good tip. strategy. I didn't even think about that. No, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> Let me do that. I think I can find of most adventure. of this stuff. I know it is part of the adventure. I have to say it is, you know, and I have found some new things I hadn't really found before. So uh, this looks pretty straightforward, though. Like the bulgar, that really threw me off. But everything else on here, I think uh, the English cucumber, now that you've described it, I think I can find that. Everything else looks pretty straightforward. All right. Can't wait to try a zesty lentil salad. We'll uh, talk about it next week, along with another brand new recipe from Teresa. And um we would love it if you'd uh, join us in the kitchen. Try these recipes out. You can find them at facebook.com slash whocaresmenshealth. Uh, we're posting uh, the recipes there. You can post your comments and pictures there. would love to have you just be a part of this and let us know what you think uh, in the kitchen along with us with uh, Who Cares About Men's Health. <laughs> 